I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. How is everyone? Welcome in the chat the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room, also my wonderful, wonderful co-hosts, co-pilots, and sound engineers. Um, thank you, Lynn. Okay, sound is, okay. Thank you so much, Lynn. Appreciate it. Um, you can hear me. Can you hear me clearly? Because when I was listening, when I was logging on, the um, prompts were really uh, <laughs> not sounding very good. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> So let me know. Uh, yes, I can hear you clearly. Thank you. Thank you so much in the chat. What would I do without you? Oh, my gosh. Clear? All right, Haley. Thank you. Appreciate it, Lynn. And Haley. And Kathy, thank you so much. Wow. Okay. Hello, Lar. Hello, everyone in the chat representing. Okay. Are we ready? <laughs> so um, it's raining here. I'm in the mountains. It's raining. It's, we're about to have a huge rainstorm, so hoping that uh, nothing goes out, no power goes out. Because uh, one thing about, wonderful about being in the mountains, you don't see a lot of, well, you don't see any cell towers except for down below in the canyon. There's a couple kind of hidden. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, I'm so glad to see everyone. All right, everyone. So um, if you are listening in the chat and you're hanging out in the chat, that's great. And if you have a question or comment, you can always type it in the chat. You can uh, you can type in caps. I won't think you're screaming at me so I can see it. Uh, you can also listen by phone, and that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And if you want to get on air, if you have a question or a comment or you want a reading, press 1 on your keypad. I see a lot of people in the queue. Maybe you're just listening by, uh, by, um, by phone. Oh, that's so weird. I wanted to say air. And it's so interesting. We have all these uh, planets and air signs. Yay, 651, I see you. So anyone else, if you want a reading, to say hi, to chat, to share anything about your path, Please press 1 on your keypad, and that will get you in the queue. Uh, that'll give me a prompt that you have a question or a comment. Okay, I'm trying these new earphone mics, and uh, they're not quite staying in. Wow, do you guys feel the energy shifts? Let me know in the chat if you do. Let me know um, how it's playing out for you. <laughs> I guess is the way to say it. I had somebody the other day write me and say, oh, my God, such intense energy. 
Um, all right. So many of you also are connecting with me on YouTube. You've subscribed. You're getting the notifications. And that makes my heart sing. I just love it. Um, just uploaded a video reading into the archangels in the angelic realm. Uh, and it was so interesting because this uh, Michael was coming through from the other side wanting to say hi and send support. And it was very specific. It wasn't Archangel Michael. And to the subscribers, father's names are Michael that they're very close to. And they're also very connected to Archangel Michael. And one of the subscribers' father passed away 40 years ago and another one just a few years ago. So they were getting their messages. So I always say it's because you guys are great broadcasters and transmitters. And I'm just picking up the signal. That's what we do. We pick up the signal and then relay the signal in a, in a message form, you know, information or message. So if you haven't connected with me there and you listen to Awakenings, um, I'd love to see you there. Also, Open is my Patreon Soul Path community uh, where we do, if you're in the uh, Soul Path journey with Michelle, we meet uh, monthly. Um, but I, I upload twice a month uh, for everyone, for the Soul Path community, Soul Path Seekers, um, and also the Soul Path Journey with Michelle. Soul Path Journey with Michelle is just because we meet uh, monthly. And then I upload other things for Soul Path Seekers and um, Soul Path Journeyers. Um, Question and answer and energies, things, energetic updates, things that are coming up, what to do specifically, and things also on your path. Uh, White Keller Lily, great reading. Thank you. Listen to it last night while going to sleep. Yeah, it was so interesting. Any techies out there, by the way, I'm pretty tech savvy uh, to a degree. And I don't know if it's because I need more storage. I'm trying to dump stuff on my phone, but I'm, I usually do my editing um, in the camera on my iPhone. And then if there needs to be extra editing, I'll do it in iMovie. So, but what's happening right now on the videos when I'm trying to edit in the camera um, to put a filter just to brighten and then um, sometimes to crop in a little bit, it saves the video, but it's saving the video without sound. <laughs> so that happened yesterday. Thank you, Maria, who DM'd me an Instagram and said, Michelle, your video has no sound. And of course I premiered it so people would know it was coming. It was the Archangel um, reading messages from the archangels and the angelic realm so i had to thank god i hadn't erased all the videos and deleted them so i had to re-put it together re-edit and re-edit so if anybody has any idea of um what to do how to how to fix that i would be greatly appreciated uh it would be great great greatly appreciated i will be so appreciative uh, oh, white calendar. Yeah, that's why I took it down. Yeah, because it just it had. And then I went to the premiere. I didn't know I can go to the premiere and chat, so I could be in the chat. And I'm like, hi everyone. And then they're like, there's no sound. There's no audio. No, I don't have audio either. No, there's no sound. So I'm troubleshooting that. So if anyone has any, you know, idea, I've been researching it online. I haven't found anything yet. I'm sure it's there. I'm not putting in the right keywords. I'm sure. I'm sure other people have had that issue. Um, if you know that, appreciate it. Otherwise, just connect with me on YouTube, Instagram, Patreon, if you feel the resonance, and um, let's do this. Let's continue to do this, what we're doing. 
which is just amazing. Um, so much healing is really starting to see it in the communities and the people that are going to that next level of their soul unfolding and the next level of awakening more to their soul. I, you're really seeing it. People really not only stepping up in their path, but not getting less and less caught up in the, the dramas. Um, Okay, we have people in the queue. If you had wanted a reading or have a question or comment, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Um, got an interesting guest today, Ed Tronic, who has a book out called The Power of Discord. And I was tapping into this, actually, um, for a course I'm doing for everyone on this new platform that I'm going to be on, Union. I will be sending information out because I'm going to be doing my workshops and seminars and offering uh, more ongoing classes there as well. But I was looking at, as we shift vibrationally, there's always a discord. Discord or disharmony or dis- dissonance doesn't always have to be a bad thing. And so it's going to be interesting to see what Ed's um, – take is on this because he works a lot in, with relationships. Um, he's a co-founder of the Child Development Union at Boston Children's Hospital and the Touch Points program. Um, so we'll be diving into that to see what, what he thinks about discord or how is it useful. Because there is a little bit of a misnomer, especially more in the spiritual community or self-help, that we don't want any dissonance or discord. And so if we have, we need more resonance, that's just like saying we don't want anything to change. And so that dissonance that comes in, if it's too much or too harsh or not of a life-enhancing nature, that's another thing. Or you're living with more dissonance than resonance and coherence. And so right now we're seeing a lot of dissonance in the world and even in our life or within ourselves, and that is to push us to some kind of harmonizing, you know, just giving us a harmonizing opportunity. Metaphysically, we call it harmony through conflict. Um, it's the those of you that are doing the tarot class with me, the tarot course, you know, this is can be the two of swords. And what's interesting, and you can see this in your own life, um, and, and actually this this week to the to the rest of this month, um, actually between now and May, if we look energetically, a good time. Yes, tower moments are dissonance. Yeah, and sometimes the tower moment happens to be um, <laughs> our beliefs are clashing. It doesn't have to, yeah, right? So something is clashing or showing us this isn't working anymore. It's, it's, it's not fitting in enough or it needs to be changed or there needs to be some support for it. And as a therapist, I see this a lot sometimes in families when somebody starts really healing and wanting to make positive change. There's dissonance. <laughs> There's resistance. Resistance is a type of, of dissonance. When that new or what's coming in, what's shifting is coming in, the new influence, um, like years ago, I worked with someone with, um, we did some medical hypnotherapy and then also because they, um, they're, actually the cardiologist had referred me to them or referred them to me, but we also worked on lifestyle changes through hypnotherapy and eating, eating was, was one of them. 
and getting active again. And she, this woman had been very active in her before, well, before marriage and during marriage. And then, uh, hello, everyone. Can you hear me again? Okay. Uh, lost sound. I don't know if it's because of the storm or what. Um, first started in BTR in the chat room. So anyway, uh, anyway, as I was saying, so that now she started working. You can hear me. Yay. Thank you, White Keller Lily. Um, so thank you, Lar. Thank you. Hi, Haley. Thank you. So now she wanted to go on this healthier routine, healthier, more conscious eating routine, and um, also one of her uh, friends, dear friends, they decided to have, you know, to help each other out. And she got resistance from her family. After a while, it was looked at as dissonance. You're not buying this food anymore. You're not eating this. Now we're all eating this. Because also she wanted to extend it to her family. So there was dissonance. There was a, there was a disconnect there. Um, and also, you know, interesting enough with the husband. So anyway, not to go. So but that actual what brought some dissonance, what ruffled the feathers, uh, brought some conflict. But then they, they worked it out and they got through harmonizing and everybody actually got more on the page. Um, and she got better about buying certain things that the family wanted or certain members wanted, healthier versions, or just buying, you know, the junky food and then she does, she's not eating it. You know, we all do this. We, when we, a lot of times we jump into something and we want to proselytize. We want to get everybody on the bandwagon. Um, so one of the things you're going to be seeing in the next few months, and maybe you've already been seeing it since February, actually, is a lot of old wounds coming up. There's a lot of old wounding. There's a lot of um, deep, deep wounds or wounds that you thought you handled or you handled to a certain level, and now they're back again because you see that they're blocking or beliefs. There's a lot with the mental realm that's really up. And I've got to say, when I look at the astrology, it's definitely that, that North Node in Gemini, also Saturn in Aquarius and Jupiter, that it's the mental realm. It's getting us to think more about our thoughts. What are our thoughts to ourselves? What do we really believe about ourselves and life and the people around us? So we're getting this kind of, so some of you, it may feel like a disconnect. Um, I'll be getting to callers and readings, so stay online. Again, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. I'll be right there. We had a little glitch. So right now is a really good time, especially the next three, four months, um, to look and see what's no longer fitting in. I'm actually doing another workshop with the ancestors, but this time working with them and getting the gifts to really shift this pattern. My guides, uh, when I went into deeper meditation, which I do when I'm going to be doing more uh, group work, community work, group work out there in the spiritual community, I actually had another workshop planned. It's going to be Saturday the 27th, so if you're interested, you can email me or I'll be, I'll be sending notices out. They said you have to work with the ancestors. We can't do this alone. And so there has been this pitting. We have to start changing this right now. White Calla Lily, you'll love this. Okay, I love you. Well, I'll see you there Saturday the 27th. So now we have to work in partnership. We've had enough separation or separating out. Okay, we've had enough of noticing what's not working 
or and, and you're seeing that in the mainstream. Oh, Lynn, on your birthday. That's a nice birthday present for yourself, uh, if I do say so myself. So instead of pitting against, we already see the differences. We know what we don't like or what's not working or what's held us back or what's not life enhancing. But now we have to start bridging to find the gift in it, the understanding. We have to create that bridge. That's what's going to bring us into the new paradigm. That's the basis of the new paradigm is cooperation. So that doesn't mean at all costs, but there is a way to cooperate with people or situations that, you know, you don't um, understand or even like. So, again, you know, many of you, master metaphysicians, esoteric, really in self, you know, focused on empowerment, self-healing, self-love, you're really making a difference in the world. You're the ones that are going to be making, helping make this change. You know, is as you're thinking and responding differently, you know, instead of like, okay, the hair is coming up in the back of my head, I, I so hate what's going on or what this person is saying, or they're so unconscious, there's a piece there to connect with. Maybe only for a few minutes, I don't know, a couple hours, few days, whatever, whatever the time frame is. Once that connection is made, is understood, that communicates out, that radiates out, that transmits into the world, into the universe. That begins to change the collective unconscious, the mainstream consciousness. We don't change through fighting. You can look through history. Fighting brings awareness because it's an opposition, right? When I'm opposite to you and I'm debating you, that, that brings awareness, but it does not bring change. You can look at it in history. All the wars did not bring peace, did not bring cooperation. It was what happened after the war when we're like, oh, okay, let's do a treaty. All right, like, what, do you, what does this guy want? What does this country want? What does she want? What's going on? What are we going to do now? And then they start working. So I, my contention is, and what I've seen from what the guides have shown me, one, eventually we will, not, we will be so telepathic, psychic, and open. We won't have the, uh, as much, and some will have less, uh, the, the ego function. There will be a seamless connection to the, the soul. And we're doing that more, just showing up and showing up as a soul. Um, we won't that 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 functioning of that instinctual awareness will be there, but not coming from the place of fight or flight or fear. So it's going to be much different, and therefore we won't have as much conflict. You know, we'll have a co- how I don't want to say that we'll have because there's harmony through conflict, but there will be conflict that can be debated or understood. It won't be so highly charged. Uh, Lynn in the chat, I just wrote about this. Oh. Brilliant, Lynn. Wow. Love to hear your thoughts on it. All right. Let's scoot now. Let's get to callers. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up on the energy pattern that is here because you're probably noticing it in your own life and you're going, what? What's going on? Why is this coming up? What's this going on? Well, there's a shift vibrationally to create more from the soul, the soul self, to create in a more awake, aware fashion, a more conscious fashion, a more coming from the creator aspect rather than being the effect of your life. Like, oh, this happened to me. It's a default. So it's not living from the default. It's living in a very creative, spontaneous way 
where you're more and more engaging the higher mind, right? Less and less of the lower mind, but more and more of the higher mind, or we can also say divine mind. So let me know how this resonates with you let, um, and how you're doing this. If you take this on to, you know, um, understand this more, join us on Patreon and we dive deep into this, with, uh, give exercises and meditations, and then we meet and talk about it. Um, if that's something you op- want to do or if you want just a little more guidance. Um, but I'm just committed to giving the heads up because a lot of people are experiencing this and wondering what happened. Why am I depressed? Why am I melancholy? Why am I in the suit? Why is there all this emotional triggering? Why am I irritated? It's nothing you did wrong. It's not that you took a wrong turn or you didn't evolve in consciousness or extend or expand in consciousness. It's the next layer, the next, it's the next rung or next layer the next piece to look at in a way that really begins to shift the vibrational frequency so that you can get more to your soul signature frequency. You're getting to the blueprint now. You're getting core, core, core issue. You're getting rid of the templates, you know, and getting more to, in a way, the raw you. And that's a digging deeper, and that means actually doing things differently, not just thinking differently, but doing life differently, different responses. And so you're going to have to kind of be in mindfulness and catch yourself and go, okay, am I acting out of the extreme of polarity here? Or how can I see another point of view? Oh, how can I see where they come from and see, oh, they're not really trying to harm me. They're just, even if they're clueless, oh, they're just clueless or they're just in their bubble or this is how they are when they're stressed. Because I got news that the, the trying to change people is going to be over. People are how they are. I can see it when I do people's charts, um, astrology. When I do soul path, soul path astrology charts, I've done charts for children, infants, three, four, five-year-olds. And the parents say, oh, my God, they're already acting like this. They already are like this. And I'm like, guess what? It's not changing. You can spend their childhood and be fighting it, or you can find ways to enhance and bring awareness to what's not life-enhancing or what's not working and how to, you know, positively use that, their energy or the, the way they're expressing. But the core is not going to change. And so that awareness and more consciousness in childhood, which conscious parenting, which really has nothing to do with, you know, it's not about leniency or letting children act out or to have the show. It's bringing consciousness to, oh, what is this being really like? And, and how do I help them manage frustration not saying oh you can have a tantrum if you know and just freak out like okay this is energy you teach them about energy i have a wonderful little you know big being actually um i guess she's eight or nine that i'm working with and she's like oh okay i'm ready for my meditation i want to work through this i'm just teaching her how to manage her energy and to see another's point of view and validate her own experience, feelings, and point of view, but also open up to see how another person is acting. And then what do you do with that energy? Do you move it around? Do you just become aware of it in meditation and then go into that center point within? So a lot of people waking up to this way of living and passing it on to their children. And so the, and the children are very receptive. It's like how animal beings are receptive to healing and Reiki, Anytime I'm doing healing work, trance work, hypnotherapy, Reiki, you know, energetic healing with my clients, and they'll say, oh, my God, my dog just walked in the room. It's laying down by me. Or my cat always comes in. And I'm like, yeah, 
because they know, they know, they know that healing energy, they want to, they, they want to be fed. They know, oh, this is going to be nurturing for me. This is going to be helpful. And, you know, they don't even think about it. They just feel the energy and open to it. All right, everyone, again, 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad, and you'll get on air. Let's see who we have here. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, is this, did you get 651? Yes, I am. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Cool beans. Well, I hope my phone doesn't die. But first of all, I did catch you this morning, and my maiden name has Michael in it. Oh, oh my God. Such the vibration of Michael that's coming through. I know, Wow. Wow. And so I know. And then um, the question I was going to ask you, you said after I, I got online, and it was, why am I having these really freaky weird dreams and thinking about all this old crap I thought I had processed. I'm an emotional freaking wreck. Yeah. <laughs> so my my um, son is um, in Libra. I'm a Libra ascendant, oh. ascending, and I have my moon in Cancer, so I get it that I'm emotional. <laughs> but this well, week is crazy. Yeah, because you've had... Um... Most likely with Libra. Do you, what, where's your is your Saturn in Capricorn? I don't remember, but I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Libras um, have been going through a lot of restructuring and a lot of stuff coming out. Part of it also is that Uranus and Taurus, which um, you know Taurus and Libra are. Um, uh, ruled by Venus, right? And so there's a lot about values or feeling not valued, not having value, you know, self-worth, uh-huh. self-esteem, changing the mm-hmm. value systems right now, especially with that Libra rising, more of the Libra rising. But mm-hmm. you've got both of it. And then, of course, the Cancerian energy, that little sponge is just opening, you know. And, of course, with the, with the Saturn and Aquarius, um, Jupiter there, right? Um, it's activating. There's a trine with Libra. You know, it's, it's activating all that that mental realm. I, I was telling someone the other day. You know, expect us to heighten. We're going out of Earth sign, so there's a lot that's happening in the mental realm. There's going to be with that Uranus and Taurus. Taurus also being the Earth, but also our body. There's a lot of activations taking place. There's a lot of irritable, restless energy. There's a lot of spontaneous uh-huh. thought or energy. But it's but we're moving from the earth into the mental realm of learning how to master that now and how to create. So it may uh-huh. not be that oh, like back in the day, just do some yoga or walk or run and you'll you'll get over it or go dancing. No, in the mental realm, yeah, uh-huh. that's going to help. But you're going to have to look at the, your mental realm. You're going to have to look in your mind. You're going to have to see. It doesn't matter. I can't. I can't um, divert. You know. I can't have a have a distraction physically, and not deal mm-hmm. with what's going on in my in my mental construct and in my beliefs. So that's what I feel with you is is, is coming up. Is you're kind of really doing this deep dive. Um, 
into your mind and what's there. What's right. the basis of your thinking, right? Exactly. And what are you What are you keeping and what are you getting rid of? <laughs> well, and I like I said, I thought I processed through a lot of stuff, but what is what is up? Why do I have these memories of like stuff that happened a long time ago? And I'm like, come on, are you kidding deep. me? Yeah, but that's like my talk. I, yeah, that's like my talk I shared earlier. It doesn't matter if you've looked at this. The thing is, we can only we can only be aware of how much in consciousness we are, and we can only change uh-huh. what we're, what we're aware of. So we've all extended or expanded to a whole new next level. This next piece is about instead of you know at some point it won't be higher self, lower self, soul self. It's going to be we're subsuming all into the higher self, all in, eventually all into the soul. So these are like mm-hmm. the last, last um, deeper bits that either we weren't aware of or we handled to a certain degree, but now they're mm-hmm. coming up even more. The other thing I would share with you to look at is what's the correspondence to what's coming up for you and how it fits in with the collective. Because not everybody is doing their emotional clearing or repatterning energy, and the universe doesn't care. It doesn't matter. This is why when you're growing up, there's always one that's called the scapegoat or the gifted one, which is usually the gifted one, because energy has to um, express to move to move through. And if people aren't aware of their energy pattern or their relating pattern or and they're acting out, the energy doesn't care. The, the, the archetypal energy will will search for people to release it. And so as a light worker, as a healer, we're doing this consciously. We're not just healing for ourselves, you know, or doing most of the pattern or clearing. Oh, we're doing it for not not only friends and family, but the collective. Because if, if enough of us do it, then it changes the collective. Not everybody is going to, to do this. Not everybody does the work or likes to or wants to or is aware so I would say ask yourself, how is this manifesting in the outer world or in work or external circumstances or in the mainstream or what we also call race consciousness? And you're clearing your piece. You're clearing your not only your little piece, you're clearing for that placeholder of this vibrational frequency or complex vibrational frequencies and thought forms that manifest in thoughts and behaviors. So as you're clearing your little piece of that, you're contributing to the whole. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's and that's happening more and more with the Aquarian age, where we begin to realize, oh, I guess I am my brother's keeper. I guess it does matter what's happening over there. If it corresponds to you, however it corresponds. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's what's happening. So there is, and this started in February. See it in the you know astrology aspects as well. That and I feel like May June will have a reprieve. It's getting it's getting lighter, but it's also because people are doing the shadow work. People are doing the the difficult work right now. And right. And so I would say, don't worry. Yeah, I know that it's like why is it coming up? (laughs) Well, and so I wondered too. You know, should I do should I do a past life regression? I've been thinking about doing that work. You know, is there something? in there I need to scoop out or 
it's not so much scooping out. It's the awareness of it and coming to peace. That's what healing is, bringing it into yeah. wholeness. Yeah, yeah. And then making yeah. a different decision, right? So I feel for you, anything you feel called to do, trust your intuition. Okay. Um, as to as to what the um, modality is for you right now, just trust what you're receiving can, from your inner okay. guidance. I keep thinking of it over and over and over and over again. So I and I I know some people there that do it, and so yeah, that's probably it. I probably need to do that. Oh, I yeah. will uh, ask my pendulum. <laughs> my oh, pendulum oh, always right. knows. Yeah, perfect. Yes. Okay. That's, well, thank you for calling in with this. Um, it's so yeah. helpful for many people. Yeah. Where are you oh. at? Where are you at? I'm in Colorado, and it's oh, so nice. windy here. Yeah, we are gonna we're gonna get a we're gonna get a big storm this weekend. So it's the the weather's changing, and then we just get it from the mountains. We just get the wind like crazy. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, yeah. take a deep breath in of that mountain air. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, you take good care, and I'll see you back Thank here you. on YouTube at some point. Yeah. Sounds take good. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, we got another caller here. Hello, welcome to the program. You're on air. Hi, it's Amala. How Hi. are you? Hey, Amala, doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. So um, I'll get to the question. I just was wondering for this spring, maybe, do you see me meeting somebody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you been getting at you or yet? Oh, I'm not yet. <laughs> Let's see. I do, see somebody, I do see somebody around you. Um, it seems like you're going to be more uh, social, more out and about. Okay. So if, that, if that's happened, I don't know. If that's happened already with you, um, no, it hasn't. Okay, the first thing I get, well, then that's why. Then that's why it's out. It's out. Yeah, it says trust. You're on the bright path. It's going to be unexpected. Now, the weirdest thing I keep hearing, I don't know what this means, is Westchester. Does that mean anything to you? No. Well, um, it's funny. I actually reached out to somebody who wrote a book himself. And he, I think oh. he's in that area. I'm not sure, though, but I haven't heard back from him either. So, I mean, it's not, okay. I wasn't looking for it. I just, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I'm just wondering, like, it, could it be him? I don't know, because it, it sounds like No, I would say so that thinking of him, the first step for you is you need to get out and connect more. So whether that's okay. physically out or online, reach just chit-chatting. You're not really looking right. for the one because it's going to happen unexpected. But there is somebody around you from Westchester you're going to be talking with. Okay. I, I hear conversation. Like- okay. I, I don't know okay. what the deal is, but I feel like it's good. I feel like it's getting you out there more and kind of relaxed and talking with different people and open to okay. relationship because because it does show this person – um, whether online or in person, there's a group dynamic to the connection. And, and it may be that you're just chatting or you meet for coffee or something. Right. And then it's like, and, and it could be a while and you're not sure where, what's, what's 
go. Like, oh, I like him. I like this person. Okay. And then it could, I can hear him, well, do you want to go out sometime or do you want to do, you know, I don't know. It's going to be kind of interesting. It's, it's almost like you fall into something. It's unexpected. Okay. It's faded, but it's unexpected. Okay. So kind it could like happen a, any a crap time, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it yeah. Can, not can now. A time frame. Now, the only okay. thing that they're giving me is it has to do with you just getting out more, being out right. more. Right. Yep. Chit-chatting, socializing. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. with the spring and the vaccines and everything. That totally, it makes sense now. Not that I'm going to be going crazy, no. I, I think it's more about me coming out of my shell, even online as well, just like groups and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, that's the thing. Just have that idea of, okay, I just want to connect. I just want to reach out for, with different people that I think are interesting or fun or joy. You know, I can learn from them. They can learn from me. I just want to reach out. It's like, it's kind of like going to school as a kid, little kid, and you're kind of like, oh, I'm going to meet new people and study new, yeah. you know, and they got a new playground. Yeah, that's the attitude because it's not pre-planned. I don't feel it's from dating sites. You could do that, no. but I feel like it's going to be no. somebody that you're talking to, and then it's kind of like, well, yeah, yeah, we've talked, we've been going out, and then, and then it's going to be kind of like, oh, yeah, like guess we have a relationship, or we're starting something, or do you want to? It, it kind of happens like that is what I'm hearing. Oh, okay. Okay, that's pretty cool. I'll keep you posted. This is exciting. Yeah, I love. Yes, please do. I'm always busy, so keep me posted. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, well, thank you, and happy spring to you. What if I don't talk to you soon? Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks so much. Take good care. Bye. Bye. Hello, and welcome. You're on Awakenings. Hi, Michelle. This is Dominique. How are you today? Hi, Dominique. I'm doing great. (laughs) Good. I love to hear that. Um, Okay. So I am calling because, I don't know, I just felt called to call, I guess. Um, (laughs) My father just uh, passed away uh, February 15th uh, very, very, very unexpectedly. Um, and I had noticed before that, and I'm still noticing that, um, things that happened 10 years ago around the time that my grandmother passed away, which is his mother, have been happening, Mm -hmm. you know, around this time again. And, you know, kind of like in a different way, like for instance, I miscarried around that time. And a few days later, my grandmother passed away. And now here it is where I have a son and he was born in October. And that due date was also in October. Um, And um, just other things. Uh, I have to travel now to New York for this funeral. And uh, right before I did travel to New York for the funeral 10 years ago, my mom had to have a big surgery. And now she just had a surgery again. I mean, there's tons mm-hmm. of things just like that that I could tell you that's been happening. So I'm thinking that, you know, maybe um, there's some, I don't want to say lesson, but I, I realize that I need to be paying attention and I'm really just kind mm-hmm. of seeking um, just like answers and trying to figure out, you know, what's, what's going on. Am I getting an opportunity to redo something, um, to respond a different way? You know, um, I'm just really confused, and I don't feel very connected to myself. I feel very unaligned. Um, My nerves are Mm. all over the place, and I'm sure a lot of it has to do 
with the grief. Uh, my father and I have, we were yeah. healing our relationship, but I haven't seen him since my grandmother's funeral. And so mm-hmm. um, everything is just really super weird around me, and I'm not really sure what's going on. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to know if you could kind of help me with some insight or maybe even some um, like tools or techniques that I could be doing because I'm about to have to travel with my baby and stuff, and I'm just really nervous and all over the place. Okay. Well, I'm glad you called in. Um, yeah, so some of what you're saying, um, you've got a few things going on, and I, I, and I think also people need to know that um, – we're not only in the process of grief or the cycle of loss, which I do have a, um, some articles on this on my website, soulplayground.life, that you can copy and paste. And I have things okay. to do to process it. So you have double. Oh, good. So individually but also collectively, we're in this loss process, but then we're also being re-traumatized because we're not able to fully grieve the loss because we're still in this perpetual situation with COVID, the fear mm-hmm. of what can happen or not happen. Right. So it's also yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder that keeps getting re-traumatized right. as, as well. Yeah. So I do feel there's a bit of that with you. And yes, if we look at our life, things do happen. And of course, we could even look astrologically in this as aspects. Things do happen, tend to happen to all of us in cycles. Astrology is mm-hmm. one way to look mm-hmm. at it. So certain mm-hmm. times of the year are keynotes for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people start things at the beginning of the year. Or they find a lot, you know, I have a client that is a trader and talks, she always says right around her birthday, all this stuff always happens in the market. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, expiration mm-hmm. date, I don't know, all this stuff. So I feel like you have a bit of that. And as far as to learn something or redo, I find our inner psyche because it's always trying to create wholeness, which is just coming from yeah. a balance. Always, we're always, in a sense, subconsciously looking, if we're awake and aware, if we're living more conscious, we're looking for a better way. We always, you know, we, get, we roll up, get better, or get worse. So I do feel mm-hmm. that for you. And also, when we have people in our lives, especially parents, no matter what age, I've worked with people that in their 50s, or say and a parent goes, it changes. It changes your life drastically mm-hmm. when a parental when a I should say parental figure because it could be parents or care caregivers primary caregivers mother father however that is um because you recognize it's you know it's it's registered there's no going back to something or someone even though we know that right. oh, I've been living on my own I have a child like I have work oh there's always a part of the inner psyche maybe it's the inner child that goes oh if it gets really bad I'll just go back home to mom or dad. And mm-hmm. so when that's, when that's gone, that we are a little bit uprooted, you know, yes. psychologically. There's a little uprooting. So I feel like for you, things like um, that, that perhaps ground or anchor you in your everyday life, um, it could be anything, cooking, baking cookies, gardening. Um, what is the activity that kind of – brings you in the present moment and gives you it gives you something to do while you're feeling you know a bit up 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 in the air right 
small mm-hmm, things that right. give you positive, healthy control, give you a sense of your own autonomy and volition while you, mm-hmm. while you grieve. You know, grieving is a, is, a, is a type of, it's very circular, but on different levels, it's, we're always completing a little bit. You know, people talk about closure, but it's really this spiral where we the term. And then we don't, and then we're upset, but then we make peace with it or we create through it. Um, so there could be some ritual that you do. You know, I, I talk about that on my website. There's various things to do. Um, in my tradition, Latin tradition, Hispanic, we have the and you see them on the side of the road. But you can make a cross and write on there what, what you loved about that person or what you made peace with mm-hmm. or what you learned from this situation. So whatever that descanso is that for you, whatever helps you not get over it, but take that energy that doesn't have anywhere to go right now and perhaps create through it or, you, you, you know, um, consciously use it. So I just, and I just feel for you not to try to rush through it because, you know, grief has, has many stages and we, we, we grieve, all grieve a little bit differently. Um, right. But what can you do weekly, daily? What can you do? Is it saying, you know what, I'm going to have just a day to grieve, or I'm going to have a day just to, or a few hours to just Netflix, you know, and relax and chill, or I'm going to do this today, or today I'm going to journal, I'm going to take it easy. Just bringing that loving consciousness to your experience right now, you know, mm-hmm. that you're not fighting mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Like okay, yeah. life's been tough, or I'm I, or I'm feeling uncertain, so I'm going to I, I'm going to focus on that today, and that's okay. Or today I got less done, but that's okay because I took care of myself emotionally. You see what I'm saying? So see the ways that you can work with yourself, right? Right. Can that make sense? Yeah. And do you? It does. It does. Thank you. And do you suggest mm-hmm. I do anything like with? some heart chakra healing because I noticed that like my heart has been like physically hurting since then and Mm -hmm. I also feel it's connected to like you know stuff even like with my boyfriend and everything like that it seems like everything just happened at once at once my dad died from I guess I found out from like heart disease and stuff, but it was also kind of drug related, and so because he used cocaine, I feel like since he passed, my heart has been like hurting so bad, but also just beating so fast. And sometimes I don't know if it's my anxiety, and other times I don't know if I'm like experiencing in a way kind of like what he was. I can't okay, really that's what I words, thought you were going there. All right, sweet pea. Yeah. All right, Dominique, let's put a couple things here. First off, when these thoughts come in your mind, I would suggest that you say, I don't need that experience. Thank you. I don't need that experience. I don't need to repeat that. There's a lot of research on this that um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's been on our program, has talked about this, as well as other doctors. It's not only the science of belief or the power of belief, but even conventional um, medical research has shown if we're too into our, our family history, our medical history, we can psych ourselves up. So there's been studies that say just knowing just enough 
you know, like a, a, a what to eat, you know, if there's cholesterol in your family, maybe you don't, you know, you adjust your diet. But focusing too much on it, not healthy. So you don't have to repeat. That's what I hear you say. You don't have to repeat yeah. what your parents have, have repeated or siblings. You don't. I haven't in my family. So, and I know plenty of people that have not. So that's one thing. The other thing I would suggest for, again, there's meditations on my website too that you can actually download. But one, when you start feeling a little anxiety or little worry thoughts going round and round, or you can start feeling that kind of tightness, that buildup, is just to pause, whatever eyes closed or eyes open, that could be if you're in the market, and you just breathe in lightly and easily, and then when you breathe out, you're going to breathe out through your mouth like you're breathing out through a straw. And that helps relax the vagus nerve. So you're just going to breathe in lightly and easily, and then and then breathe out like you're breathing out for a straw, letting that out breath be a little longer than the in breath. Then for okay. you with the heart opener, what I'm going to suggest is getting some pillows or a pillow or something that you could put in the upper back, right in the heart lung area, the heart chakras in the front and in the back, so in between those shoulder blades in a way that's comfortable. You may have to put a little pillow or towel behind your head, whatever is comfortable. And then you're going to lay back, either cross your legs or leave your legs outstretched. If your legs are outstretched, make sure you have something underneath your knees and or underneath your ankles. And then you're going to just take a deep breath in, and then as you breathe out through the mouth, you're going to let your arms naturally flop to the sides in a natural, an anatomically natural position. So you're not going to try to keep them straight out or up or back. You're just going to You can even breathe in, lifting the shoulders up, breathe out, and then then just meditate like that. And that's very healing for the heart. It helps to uh, nurture and heal the heart, but also to open the heart. All right, keep us posted. Uh, We have a great guest coming on as well. Thank you so much. All right, I know you're going through a lot. I'm so sorry. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I'll get through it. You too. Thank you. Okay, hang in there. It's going to get better. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Ah, we all have to nurture ourselves. I do it myself. Good days and bad days. Okay, so. Mentioned at the top of the or the earlier part of the program about our guest that's coming on, uh, Ed Tronic, PhD, uh, is the author of the book The Power of Discord: Why the Ups and Downs of Relationships Are the Secret to Building Intimacy, Resilience, and Trust. Uh, Dr. Tronic is a developmental and clinical psychologist and the co-founder of the Child Development Union at Boston Children's Hospital and the Touch Points program with T. Barry Brazelton. He's also currently a university distinguished professor of psychology at the University of Massachusetts, a research associate in newborn medicine at Harvard Medical School, and director of the Infant Parent Mental Health Fellowship Program at the University of Massachusetts, Boston as well. Uh, Boston this has trained over 500 interdisciplinary practitioners from all over the world. He's also co-authored five books, and more than 450 science papers on infant neural behavior. He's been featured by Nova, 60 Minutes, the New York Times, the Boston Globe, among others. And 
speaks to a wide audience with this insight and understanding. Want to welcome to the program, Dr. Ed Tronic. Hello, Ed. Welcome to the program. Thank you uh, very much for that uh, that introduction. I appreciate. I appreciate. It. I'm not sure I recognize myself. <laughs> I like it. Like it. Like it. Oh my gosh! So you've done. Um, first of all, the book to me is captivating um, with the title, and I, I feel that it is so. Um, you know, timely as well as apropos to what is happening in the world, um, but also what's happening individually with people um, in relation, all types of relationship, um, that there is just a lot of discord right now. I, I think it's far more than um, we're used to because of the pandemic, but of course, mm-hmm. The discord um, in relationships was um, was something that always always was there, but um, mm. many of us um, have the fantasy that there shouldn't be any discord in relationships, yeah. and that discord is something damaging. Um, I was listening to your caller just before. And, and thinking that, of course, she's going through some very difficult things. And it's not just, you know, a little bit of discord. Some of it is, is really pretty serious and hard, hard mm-hmm. to deal with. But, but I thought what you were suggesting, uh, or at least suggested to me, was her need to be able to regulate herself to help calm herself down mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. from my perspective at the same time not to just shut off the discord but try to use it as a way of seeing that maybe there's something else that can be done some other way to uh to move forward uh just just what you said to her mm-hmm. so give us uh, Let's talk a little bit about discord, because I agree, a lot of people think, okay, if everything is going well, then it's fine. I don't have any disruption, dissonance, discord, no disagreement within me or my life. And I think we're taught to strive for that. You know, we don't want to bring up things because it's going to cause discord. So what is actually discord? And and how does it, is there a negative aspect and a positive aspect, or is it all positive? It's both negative and positive. Um, okay. Discord comes comes really in many forms in in relationships, uh, in our moment by moment interactions. Sometimes we're agreeing with with our partners. Sometimes we're disagreeing. These are really small little things. You know, you want to do one thing, they want to do another thing. Um, the problem arises is is when you just try to avoid the discord mm-hmm. because it means that you're mm-hmm. always making some compromise about something that you probably don't want to do and therefore have a kind of negative a negative reaction to it, even if it's just a, a small reaction. Um, whereas if you engage with the discord, yeah, what should we be doing? What can we work out? What what might we be able mm. to find and do with one another? Then, 
when you find that, you feel more connected to the other person and you feel like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, this is a, a real positive resolution of what it is that we need to do. Um, you, 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 you mentioned um, something about uh, your parents and what your parents were like. You know, I think for parents, mm-hmm. it's um, certainly in my family, um, there was always a bit of a pressure to avoid any discord. So you kind of sat around pretty often just feeling like, gee, this isn't right. I, I don't feel really good about this. But at the same time, you were worried that you couldn't bring it up, couldn't, mm-hmm. you couldn't change the situation. Um, I had that, that as well. In, right. <laughs> and we're kind of right. taught. Yeah, I had that too. We're kind of taught not to bring it up or there's a weird look that you're like, well, maybe I won't bring it up. It doesn't feel good or right, but um, what's right. The, why is that? And what's the remedy for that? Because I know what you're saying. I mean, we're getting in a world where we do kind of have to confront things more, even within ourselves. You know, <laughs> it's it's kind of more in our face. Right. Um what is, what's the reason or some reasons behind that and how do we begin to remedy this? Well, one reason is that, at least from my research, is that it's inevitable. You know, the research that I've done most, really, for most of my professional career has been on the interaction of mothers and fathers and other caregivers with infants. Um, infants Mm. who are three months of age or a year of age. And when we looked at those interactions and when I first started studying them, we, I I thought we would be seeing the, this kind of very um, synchronous interaction. Everything was Mm -hmm. really wonderful between the mother and the baby. And it's a very, very romantic. um, Yeah kind of notion that we have. Uh, but when, when I actually looked at the interaction, what I saw was that while there were wonderful periods of time of matching between, say, the parent and the infant, both are smiling and they're cooing and they're vocalizing, all the, all the things that we love to see, on average, about 30% of the interaction, whereas the rest of the interaction was... Um, to use the term, a kind of mismatch. The baby wanted to do mm-hmm. one thing, the mother was trying to do another thing, where um, the mother wanted to do something and the baby was looking away. So they weren't able to coordinate with one another. And with babies and mothers, one can understand that babies only have, you know, limited capacity. They can only be doing but so much at any one time. So they miss signals or they misread signals or they give off the wrong signal. Mm-hmm. And parents do that too. Adults do that. And we do that inevitably in our interactions. You know, you and I are talking and it's on the phone, but chances are along the way, we're going to miss some of our cues about, mm-hmm. oh, what are we really talking about now? Well, we mm-hmm. we do that all the time, and we then make we we have a mismatch, but then we make a repair, and when 
the repair occurs, we match up with the other person. And again, we feel connected and we trust them. Um, mm. You know, if you think about your most, um, your strongest relationships, your most intimate relationships, one of the things that I bet is true for most people is that you know that with that person, even if you have a big disagreement, that you'll be able to recover from it, that you'll get back together again. So you can even have a, you know, a rupture, a, a, you know, a fight about something and still mm-hmm. be able to put it back together again. And that's because you really trust them and you have a history mm. of being able to deal with the inevitable mismatches that, that you're having. So you're saying the mismatches are actually natural. They're, they're, they're a part of relating. Absolutely. Um, okay. You, you could think about, um, you know, we all believe um, uh, that we can dance like the, uh, like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Um, yeah. But, you know, the truth is um, almost none of us, pretty much none of us do, do that sort of thing. There are people who could do it. The people who can do it work with each other and go through a long process of rehearsal and repair to finally get mm. into that kind of perfect synchrony. But when normal people or typical people like me are dancing, you know, I step on someone's toes, um, my wife's, um, and <laughs> then we, you know, I apologize and we sort of, get back together again. And for about 20 seconds, we're in sync with one another. And I'm feeling really great. Oh, look how great I'm dancing. And as soon as I experience that, of course, I step on her toes again. But that's really what, that's really what interactions are like. Um, You're talking with someone, you missed something, you didn't hear what they said. Um, and And it's just, uh, it is a natural, inevitable process. But the point is that when you resolve the discord, the mismatch, good things happen, that they're part and mm-hmm. parcel of making things better, of trusting the other person, of learning how to match up with the other person. Um, you, I, an example... Uh, a thought that comes to mind is, you know, sometimes, for example, with um, children and their parents, they have a very mm. rigid kind of interaction with one another um, because mm. there's this lack of tolerance of, gee, we're disagreeing. How do we resolve the, the disagreement? So the, the child knows I have to do this and the parent knows I have to do this. And they have a very rigid dance, but it also means that their relationship is really very rigid and they're not feeling a lot of trust in each other um, and they're not feeling connected to each other. Mm. So now let me ask you, we have this fantasy. So is that a coping mechanism? I mean, it's taught individually in families, but even at a societal level, this whole idea of, you know, 
harmony, 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 or that's that's a, a keynote of how you well you get along or suited with something or someone. Right. Um, we really don't hear much about this topic discord that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we don't right? hear a lot about it. You know, it, for example, in the current political um, situation, um, you know, the, the idea that the Democrats and the Republicans should always agree with one another. They should agree on whatever the right. policies are, right? And right now we're at a real, I think we're at a really extreme split between the two groups. Instead of thinking about what, where, what are we mismatching? What are we disagreeing about? How can we work mm. on that kind of, um, that kind of disagreement? Um, what they're really doing is saying, I won't work with you because I don't like you as a person. And, mm-hmm. and so it's, a, you know, it's become almost tribal. It doesn't matter what either side says. They just fail. They, they're unwilling to engage in both in, in repairing what they see as a mismatch. Mm-hmm. They just characterize the other the other side is being, well, immoral, bad, you know, bad people. Um, and, and all of a sudden you have this kind of polarization rather than, um, you know, rather than mm-hmm. trying to grapple, grapple with, with, with issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is the... Is the remedy stepping back? I think part of the remedy um, is a little bit what you were saying to the woman you were speaking to uh, earlier, which is you were trying to get her to, you know, relax a little bit, not worry so much about... Okay her heart rate, calm herself down. When, when you're calmed down, um, possible to listen to the other person. Um, mm. When you re, you know, how many, uh, has anyone really resolved an argument by screaming and yelling at, at the other right. person? You know, you just, you're just too, you're just too aroused. You talked about the, uh, the vagus nerve, you know, your, your Mm -hmm. autonomic nervous system has, is just totally lit up and, and your brain is shut down. The cortical part of your brain is Mm. shut down. So you're working with very primitive, reactive Mm. kinds of mechanisms. But when you get yourself regulated, when you get yourself calmed down, the self-comforting, you talked about the pillow, things like that. Mm-hmm. When when you get into that calmer state, you know, then you're able mm-hmm. both to listen to the other person, maybe hear what they're saying, and not be so reactive that you're ready. You know, you're going to jump on them no matter what they say. Uh, mm-hmm. So. You know, while 
people say, you know, in the political realm, well, we all need to listen to each other. And in some sense, in some ways, to me, it doesn't sound like that would really work. But the phenomenon is, if we were listening to each other, if we did calm ourselves down, not everything was drawn to the extreme. If we didn't over, um, what's the word I want, over-characterize people who disagree with us. Um, mm-hmm. But we're willing to listen. Um, yeah, we, we really might do um, a bit better. And, you know, and if you're calm about something, Sometimes you can um, say something like, well, I still disagree, but, you know, we can do this together. Uh, we can find mm-hmm. something else to, um, to do uh, together. Mm. Yeah, so it is really this, the mindfulness. Um, it sounds like by what you're saying, we have to become aware, of, first of all, what's going on. It sounds like. Well, it's it's that you you need to become. It's like asking. I'm in a way. I'm asking to do two things um, at the mm-hmm. same time, and they're sort of contradictory. One is to see to or to experience the discord and mm-hmm. the disagreement, um, and at the same time to work to overcome the disagreement and to have a kind of trust and hope, really hope that we can move forward, that we can resolve this um, and we can build, you know, we together we can co-create. Um, I really like the term co-creation. We can co-create yeah. something new and something better between us. Um, and, you know, I think one of the problems, for example, that so many of us during the pandemic have been reduced to non-face-to-face interactions. You don't see the people Mm -hmm. you really often care about, or you just see them on Zoom. All of that makes it harder to communicate something like, I really care about you. So, yeah, maybe we disagree, whatever, but it's hard. It's, it becomes harder and harder to connect up with other, other people. You know, what I'm finding for myself, given the amount of time I spend on Zoom, is um, the few times that I've been with people, keeping distance and all of that is I get exhausted now so quickly. Mm. Um, it's like, you know, like I've lost the muscle for social interaction. And I think we're all going to have problems when we start to get back together again. We're all going to be excited to see each other, but we're also going to have lost, well, we'll have probably lost some of the capacity for for repairing, repairing the mismatch. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, the the lingering, um, you know, discords and mismatches that you had maybe maybe harder harder to resolve and harder to cope with. 
Okay. Um, okay, Ed, we have a question from White Callaway in the chat, which is a good one, I think. <laughs> They're all good. All questions are good. But this one extra. Um, what do you do when the other person wants to continue to be in this extreme, even to the point of getting upset when you're coming from a calm space? Yeah, so if there's discord it's, and it's, it's getting oh, agitated, yeah. Yeah. When the, you know, when the agitation is on one side, um, it becomes really difficult to um, – it certainly becomes almost really difficult to to work on what's going on. And I know – I think I know exactly what this person is bringing up. One person's really excited. One person's really calm. The person who's calm says something about being calm. And the other person just gets even more angry. About yeah, or if you already are calm on. and they don't want to get rid of their position, they stay in one place and don't want to see. It's like I'm right, I'm right. It's this, it's this, or no, or you're too sensitive. I mean, what what do you do in that? Oh, you're too sensitive, or it really doesn't matter, or you're trying That's to be right. calm and they're escalating. Yeah, and they're escalating right. the uh, discord. Well, one possibility that sometimes works and I emphasize sometimes, is saying, I, I, when, when you are this excited, I can't really listen to you and understand what it is that, that you want to be telling me. So you're not making mm. it their problem necessarily. You're, making, you're saying, I can't do what you want me to do. And maybe, mm. maybe the person will be able to um, to respond to that. And, you know, they'll be able to say, well, this is what it is. And maybe they they do start to, um, to calm down. But there are times, you know, uh, where discord becomes great enough that each, each of the individuals really need to take a break and okay. for the, you know, how many people, you know, in that kind of contentious fight, um, you know, sometimes the person who is so angry says, I just need to get out of here, take mm-hmm. a walk or do whatever. And often the person who's calm then tries to draw them back into the interaction. <laughs> Whereas yeah, see, probably yeah. the better thing, the better thing is probably let them take a break. Let them try, again, to calm themselves down, think through the issues, and maybe they come back and they're more able to, to engage in the discussion. So trying to keep someone there who, you know, think about a, a three-year-old having a tantrum, you know, Telling them to calm down pretty much does very little. You know, what may help them is a hug and holding them, or letting them go through, letting them go through the go through the tantrum, and then beginning to calm themselves down. And you know, adults aren't all that. Is that that self-soothing you talked about, or self-regulating? Is I we call it self-soothing, but is that the same thing? The- Regulating yeah, very the much emotions. so, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, 
you know, we all experience, you know, a lot of really intense emotions all the time. And part of, part of what we have to do is to be able to regulate them and keep them. And most of the time we do that, keep them within some kind of boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. And the negative emotions are the ones that are most problematic because when you're really furious with someone, that's a real. It becomes really easy to, in, in, you know, induce that same state in the other person. Um, you're mm-hmm. angry. You're not listening to them. You just, you know, engaged in yelling at them or attacking them or whatever. And you know, when you feel attacked, you just, you know, withdraw or you, you know, come back and and the fight just escalates. Um, so controlling those kinds of emotions, you know, it's often what we say about, um, kids, children with, you know, sort of behavior problems is that they get, sometimes they get too excited. And then when they get too excited, they lose control of themselves. Um, and then they do something like, you know, fight over a toy or hit, hit another child Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, um, but it has this this history. It has this you know immediate history of um, being unable to deal with some kind of frustration, unable to control their emotions. And even if it's too exciting, they get so excited that they become too aroused, and then they they can't settle themselves down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, White Kelly in the chat is saying, yes, it's the tactic of trying to draw me back in that tends to get me. Yeah, that's true. They'll draw you, you know, kind of walk away, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, taking, taking a break is a kind of self, can be self-regulated. Um, and uh-huh. it also can help to not lead to that back and forth escalation that mm-hmm. that we that we all get into, um, you know, um, it, it just seems like you know one person provokes the other and the other person provokes the other, and you need to take a break. and it, And that can be something where, although it can be hard to do as well, sometimes work, which is to say. Let's stop now and take a break. And, yeah. you know, you, you do do whatever you want. I'm going to go off and do this. The other person can get even more furious about that. And then, well, then you're on your own. But, but yeah. often, then you just have to do it. <laughs> right. I think it's the only, um, a lot of times I find it's just the arguing that you, you need to take a break. If somebody just takes a break, usually it or leaves the house or walks around or wherever you're at. Or says, I care mm-hmm. about you, I love you, I want, to, I want to talk about this, but we need a break or I need a break. And then just take the break. Don't talk about we're gonna, we need a break, just take the break. Yeah, right. Right, that. But, it's, um, but, you know, but when you take a break, the feeling that it induces in you when you say that is maybe you're abandoning the person. You're breaking the connection with them. Oh, Will they might feel that. To, 
Right. Will you be able, if I, if we do take a break right now, will we be able to get back together? And that's where you need that history of having repaired a lot of the little mismatches that have gone on and yeah. some, maybe some big ones. And then, you know, yeah, we'll take a break an yeah. hour from now or tomorrow. We'll get back together and figure it out. Mm-hmm. But that's the trust and resiliency that you talk about, right? Or building intimacy, the right. resiliency, the tr- they kind of are circular, you know, build the trust. Then there's more intimacy, mm-hmm. or there's more intimacy, and then there's trust, and then there's resilience. It's bouncing back. Exactly, so, exactly right. Yeah, what I talk about is, you know, if in typical interactions you have these mismatches and you repair, in a way you build up a, a capacity. You learn how to repair the little things with this person, and you kind of build up mm-hmm. a reservoir of trust in the other person and, and some resilience. And then along, mm-hmm. it's kind of like building up a reservoir, you know, like muscle strength. And then along mm-hmm. comes something that's bigger that takes more muscle. And now you have it because you, you've dealt with lots and lots of small ones that have built up your capacity to, um, to deal with a big one. Um, it, it's, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes talk about it as something like the marathon hypothesis or marathon idea. You know, when you train for a marathon, you don't train for it by running marathons. Um, you, you do a really scheduled training that builds up a reservoir of strength. And it's not an, mm-hmm. and, but you, during that training, you, you never run a marathon, but then you, Marathon day comes along and you have this reservoir and then you can run, you know, three or four or five times further than you've done at all in terms of your training on any given given day. And that's what it means to have the capacity to repair the discord. You do a lot of little ones, helps you to do some bigger ones. Um, builds mm-hmm. up more trust, more intimacy, more connection. So I also think you're saying and feel you're saying is that um, so you do start with a little, it's better not to let things slide then so that you can start with the little things, it sounds like. Well, it's, or it's even it, or what, what you, it's, it's a little bit what you said, what, I, what we were talking about before, is that they're inevitable. Right. That you're going to be, you know, we're all doing this sort of second by second, moment by moment, um, you know, uh, in the interactions that we studied, we would see mismatches um, making up, you know, sort of 70% of the interaction, 30, then 30% of them, you know, they would get repaired, but they get repaired really quickly. These are just you know, the baby doing one thing, the mother doing another thing, or we see it in couples when they're interacting. The repairs come really mm-hmm. quickly, and you're not really aware of it. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Right? And So there's a subconscious the wanting to repair, to, re, to, to get the bond back. So you think sounds like some of it is happening a bit um, innately without having to 
consciously focus on it. Now I'm going to repair this. If I'm hearing you correctly, we, right. we do that. It, it's part of how we're wired, it sounds like. Right. It is part of how we're wired. It's how we're able to communicate in our interaction. Because it goes by really quickly. Uh, you know, mm. facial expressions um, last you know, maybe a, a facial expression that lasts for a full second is a really long time, but it's conveying information about agreement or disagreement. Um, so it's happening. It's happening mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and then if you have the idea that maybe the, when you become aware of the discord, or the mismatch or our disagreement, that it doesn't have to be shut down. That if you, if you do engage with it, if you do try to repair it, you'll figure out some, some, some new way to do things together. You'll figure out a new dance step instead of stepping on each other's toes again. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we kind of naturally learn then. That's right. Right, and we learn that. It almost that sounds like it's an intuitive function to get along or to have, have connection or have a survival, that, that, that our, part of our survival is predicated on these cues, these, you know, mm-hmm. oops, too much mismatch, and then we go into, like you say, the repair. It sounds like there's... That's I mean, right, and it, it, it's yeah. intuitive... It's out of awareness. Um, it's happening very, very, very quickly. But you can also become aware of it and mm-hmm. become more sensitive to it. The person who, you know, you're interacting with them and um, some little disagreement or some disagreement has occurred and, and one person goes silent or sort of stops interacting you know and you get this feeling like very quickly you have that feeling of being disconnected from this Mm. person and um you know with that kind of awareness you can come back and you know bring up bring up the bring up the issue even though it may be a little frightening to bring up the issue Um, Mm -hmm. Well, that's definitely there, especially if you didn't grow up that way. There was always a little fear. Like, right. Oh, God, I got to bring this up. Ah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, you know, we all we all grow up saying, you know, how we want to please our parents and want to get along, and you know, mm-hmm. don't don't have a fight with your siblings, you know, and yeah. stop yelling at each other. You know, all, all the messages that say discord is something that's really a problem. But yeah. and and discord can be a problem. Don't don't yes, you know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm not calling I'm not calling for the world no. to come apart. Um, right. But but without working on the discord, you create another problem. You give up a real sense of self and a real mm-hmm. sense of a real authentic connection with the other person. Um, and I think we've all done this. You know, we've all had yeah. arguments with our partners and one of us, you know, one of us walks away, you know, angry. And, you know, that feeling is really, 
problem is a very, I think, a really painful, painful feeling. And mm-hmm. you do need to come back. And um, and even though it's frightening to bring it up again, to bring it up so that that you move, yeah. you move, you move beyond it. There's ultimate growth there. Oh, Dr. Tronic, thank you for being on the program. This has been not only fascinating and interesting, but very, very useful information. Um, Of course, your book, The Power of Discord, Why the Ups and Downs of Relationships are the Secret to Building Intimacy, Resilience, and Trust. Uh, I'm thinking as where all books are sold, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Okay, perfect, perfect. All those places. Okay, great. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on Awakening. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right, everyone. That was Dr. Ed Tronick. Um, The book is The Power of Discord, Where the Ups and Downs of Relationships are the Secret to Building Intimacy, Resilience, and Trust. And the book website is thepowerofdiscord.com. I think very, very beneficial information. Um, I think that's the best website to give. There's more information in the show description box. Um, Lynn, in the chat, this is applicable to so many situations on so many different levels in relationships and in the world. Yes, I agree. Uh, very fascinating. Thank you, Awakenings. Enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. Yes, thank you all for being here and co-creating this with me. Um, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, connect with me further. Okay, YouTube, Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache on YouTube, Patreon community. Um, say hi. Let me know you listen to Awakenings. Also, if you connect with me on YouTube, Instagram. Love to see you there. I do been doing weekly readings of Dominican tests. Um, kind of my offerings are changing a bit. Um, but I'm really into this like energy for the week that I've been doing um, on Instagram. And of course my YouTube videos as well. If you're interested um, on the um, teleworkshop that I'm doing, we're going to do some deep, deep work. We did it last week. Got a lot of people saying, let's do a part two. They had so much shifting, so much awareness. I'm bringing it back. You can email me either at info at soulplayground.life or awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, for guest suggestions, topics, suggestions, anything you want to share with me, um, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com is the way to go. Love you all. Thank you for being here. Continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep away. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?